got our post-game podcast talking about the Illini first-round NCAA tournament win. They route Drexel uh, in a 78-49 decision. Started a little slow. Illinois came out of the gates with some jitters, just like most teams do. The good news for Illinois, unlike Ohio State, they got past their jitters, and they were able to get the, the big win. Very balanced scoring effort. Um, Kofi Coburn leads away with 18. I would assume with 17 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, a little bit of everything. Trent Frazier with a very solid 11 points, and we'll talk more about his defense later. Adam Miller, 10. Jacob Grannis, 8. Andre Curbelo, 8. Just a balanced attack, efficient attack. They shoot 57% from the floor, score uh, 58 points in the paint, and dominate Drexel, um, whose coach had some really, really good things to say about Illinois after the game. So, Mike, what did you see, and what did you think of that, that effort by the Illini? Well, I thought it was, a you know, the, the start was a little bit slow, just like you said. Um, you know, maybe it was a jitters from the NCAA tournament. Maybe it was a team that, that you know, they didn't take that seriously, and then you had to kind of amp yourself up. Um, who knows? But, but, you know, it was eight to seven uh, with uh, a Drexel three, giving them the one-point lead. And then it was like the switch went on for the Illini. And from that point on, it turned into a route. And um, I was thankful. You know, you saw today with Ohio State, you can't allow a team to stay close to you because the confidence just keeps building. And Illinois did not allow the confidence to build. In particular, I know you're going to talk about the defense, but very rarely do you see a team's star player get eliminated the way – he was eliminated, and I'll let you go into more detail on that because that was impressive. Yeah, no question. You know, it's one of those things like we always joke about it when we, when I coach. We always joke about like you're up one and you score first against this team, and then you just call timeout so you can take a picture of the scoreboard. That's where I feel like Drexel. When it was eight <laughs> to seven, they should have just called timeout. Time, yep. time, time. Get a picture, selfie, whatever. Post it on their Instagram. We're winning, you know, because. The reality was, and they knew this going in, this was a really tough matchup for them. They had no, he, as their coach uh, called it, he said, you know, they basically called Kofi a man child. They said, you know, that guy, he said, and that Georgie's pretty big too. So they, they were definitely outmatched from a size <laughs> standpoint. That's why Illinois was able to get the points in the paint that they were um, dominating. So I'm going to talk about the biggest thing for me. Uh, obviously, you're going to have games when shots don't fall, and they'll only miss a lot of close up shots. They only got seven threes off the whole game. They took seven three-pointers. Um, they made only two out of seven. And one, one of them was blocked by Williams. One of them was a Curbelo yes. that he should never shoot um, right now, at least yeah. at this point, especially off the bounce like that, you know. Uh, but so, so really, they didn't shoot many threes, but they were just able to get there in. But I want to talk about their defense. You're going to have days when you don't shoot the ball well. You're going to have days when it's struggle to score. If you guard, you have a chance, and that's what they did today. When things weren't going their way, they defended extremely well, led by, as Brad Underwood and Stephen Gentry, I've heard him say this, and Chan has talked about it. This is their phrase, oh, Orlando Antigua, they all use this phrase, they cut off the head of the snake. And they cut off the head of the snake again today, and that today for uh, Drexel was their point guard, Cameron Winter. Cameron Winter. Cameron Winter was such an efficient player coming into this game. He does everything for, for Drexel. He is their version. And, and I'm not, I don't want to make, I'm not trying to make him appear like he's better than he is. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's the greatest right. player ever. Right. But what I'm telling you is 
He's their version of like Io DeSumo. High efficiency, assist rate high. He, he uh, you know, he distributes. He scores. He shoots 42% from three, 48% from two, 83% from the line. He scores. He distributes. He does a little bit of everything for them. And it's really impressive what they did. And it starts with Trent Frazier. Trent is so difficult to screen. Basically, the rule is Trent doesn't get screened. He fights through every screen. He's able to stay in position and get through. If you don't turn that corner and then the big showing just enough to prevent that guy from turning the corner and then getting back. And Frazier, by that time, he's in front of that guy. Just an amazing defensive effort, I think, from the top. And you're going to see this over and over. You know, Frazier, ball screens are such a huge part of everybody's offense. And and they want to put Kofi in ball screen situations. That's how teams want to play Illinois. Trent Frazier makes it so hard for that to happen. Now, did Dwayne Washington go off a little bit against Trent Frazier? Yeah, he did. But you see, that's because Dwayne Washington, we'll talk about him in a minute too. He can win you a game, but he also can lose you a game as we saw today. So, um, but Trent yes. Frazier, yeah, there are times when sometimes the guy coming off the screen is hard because he's not as big. But coming off a ball screen, the, he is so fantastic. He might be the best um, ball screen, on ball, one of the best on-ball defenders in the country, if not the best, and one of the best ball screen defenders in the country. He's just, he's fantastic. And you saw that in this game. Yeah, he fights. He fights over the top of the picks, and um, he does it in a way, in a manner that's really almost like you saw coached, gosh, thirty years ago. You know, um, and and he does slip over the top. He uses his shoulders a lot in that. And you know, I can understand the concern the team had earlier in the season when he took that you know shot to the shoulder, um, because for a guy who's only you know six foot six foot one it's very physical out there, how he goes over the top of those things. And you have to have a determination. I mean, he's almost like a, he's almost like a linebacker filling a hole when those guys are trying to hit him and he knows it's coming and yet he still gets around it and there's no excuses, you know, that type of thing. Um, And I really felt like, you know, when a team comes in here, obviously Drexel had a, a, a very, very minute chance of winning but, you know, when you talk about, you know, you cut the head off the snake, well, that pretty much takes that, that uh, minute down to the 0.0. And um, that was a, he, you know, he's a good player, not a great player, but he's a good player. And, you know, he, he, he turned into, you know, I guess maybe it shows why uh, uh, some of those players, you know, didn't get into the Big Ten. Because um, when he had to go up against somebody of, Frazier's athleticism, determination, et cetera. Frazier ruled the day. Yeah, no doubt. And one thing I'm going to mention again, I'm going to say it again. I said it in that Big Ten tournament. We talked a little bit about looking at Iowa versus Illinois and the way physically how they appeared. The Illinois players look different than the other teams. Adam Fletcher has to get a lot of credit. Again, another team in Drexel. Um, Illinois just looks like it's like men against boys from a strength standpoint to a certain extent. Um, And you see that with, you know, we've seen that with the Iowa game. I think we saw that sometimes even against, you know, some of the Ohio state games and they're, they have good, I I think they're in good shape and strong, but Illinois just stronger. Um, And so that's really impressive. I mean, you look at guys that they're able to, even a guy who's slight, like Trent Frazier is so strong physically. Demonte Williams isn't big, but man, is he strong. Lower body, strong base, hold their ground, move their feet quickly, and you see this. So now the Illini advance, 
Um, and they're going to play either Georgia Tech or Loyola. We don't know quite yet. We'll preview that one tomorrow. But looks like a, a matchup that, you know, Loyola started slow, came back, had to lead at halftime, you know, as we're doing this podcast. Seems like they're a team that, um, you know, they're going to defend. Georgia Tech plays kind of a junk defense, kind of a almost like an amoeba defense. They switch from 2-3 to 1-3-1, got to match up with the ball, yep. different things. Um, and, and Loyola's going to play man-to-man, -man, and they're just going to grind you. And they want to play this game. It, what They want it to be 55-51. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think – if Illinois plays well, I don't think it matters. You know, I'll be honest with you. And we can, we're can we going to preview it tomorrow, but I don't think it matters. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually the same as you. I, re I really feel like um, there's a lesson to be learned by what happened to Michigan State and Ohio State. You have to play to your ability. Um, and so if you don't in this tournament, you know, in any NCAA tournament, you're vulnerable to going home pretty darn fast. So if Illinois plays the defense that is their trademark and they, they play, you know, well on offense, I don't think either of the teams that I'm watching right now are a, a major threat to them. But if you have IO go seven for 21 and Kofi gets some foul trouble where he can't protect the rim, well, now all of a sudden, you know, things start happening and, and momentum can go back and forth. Um, so they know what they have to do and they've been really good about executing. I think you talked about this um, a few games back when you talked about uh, individual possessions being important and Illinois knows how to grind those out and get the scores and get the stops. I go back to that and, and you know, every once in a while, you know, you'll say something really good. So um, what I mean, that Write one that I've down quoted, so we like, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've quoted that several times and people go, that's really good. And I'm like, yeah, I got it from somebody. But um, I really think that, that that's the preparation that Underwood has got this team ready for. Now, again, they have to execute it, but they have been just fantastic at executing. And I think that's where I put them when I have confidence in them. It's because they are they have executed so well. And if they go and do that, I don't know that either Georgia Tech or Loyola Chicago. I mean, it may be a it, it may not look good because of their defense and pace, but you know you still got a 10, 12 point win looking at us. Yeah, I would agree. So you kind of look at it. so what we do know is that the NCAA tournament, if you do not show up to play you're in trouble. And we just found that out this afternoon too. Ohio State loses the two seed, loses to the 15 seed Oral Roberts um, in an in a overtime game. You know, Oral Roberts made big plays down the stretch. Ohio State missed a ton of free throws. Um, Dwayne Washington Jr. has never met a shot he'll turn down. Um, that he, <laughs> he he will win again. You know, I, I think he's one of those players that He's a, he can make winning plays. I thought against Illinois, you know, obviously kept them in the game in the Big Ten tournament. But then when he's not hitting, the last the game before that when they played Illinois, he wasn't making anything. He's put it on the floor and took some terrible shots down the stretch, and, and they lose that game, even though they had the lead. So I think you look at him, he's a guy who can win you games, but sometimes he's a guy who can lose you games too. And, and so you almost have to rein him in a little bit sometimes, and it didn't work for Ohio State today, and you know he had a look to tie it. And I'm not blaming him necessarily. I mean, he's obviously he's a tremendous player, but you can see where he's his development's got to be in that decision making uh, mode. And and you have one guy who makes those mistakes, and and you're kind of in trouble. And you know, and, and Ohio State didn't maybe share the ball as well as they could, and they go home. But you got to give credit yeah, to. They, these, and, and, 
Hey, go ahead. You got to give credit to these little guys, though, too. Oral Roberts, that little dude is so quick. He's like a little water bug in there. He just found a way to, to, to get in the paint. Yeah, I thought it was like watching another Curbelo type, although he's got, he, at least today, he had a better shot. Now, I'm not certain that every day, but today <laughs> he did. And it, it was exciting, though, because, um, you know, Ohio State doesn't take care of the ball when they need to down the stretch. And if, if, if we've watched games, you know, as, as big 10 guys, you know, the games they lose are games that are tight. And then those, those turnovers make, they make a difference. The games they win, they've got a lead and they still make those turnovers, but it's just it, the lead's big enough that they don't lose it. And, um, you know, I, I felt for Liddell, you know, he, he played another pretty good game, um, but then you see, you know, you get a couple whistles on the inside and then your uh, enforcer on defense turns into your revolving door on defense and, and life gets a lot harder for you. And then, um, you know, bottom line is Oral Roberts, those guys, they, they hit the shots every time they needed a shot. Uh, those guys had ice water in their veins. It looked like they were they were taking, a, a, you know, IO lessons. And then one one final thing is is that Dwayne Washington can he does not have the ability to let the game come to him the way Io does, and you know sometimes you got to you got to take what the you know what is given you by the defense and that is not Washington's approach. No, clearly he's definitely a two guard, definitely a two guard. He's a shooting guard, shooting guard. You know, so <laughs> we get assists because they get tipped maybe. <laughs> so, but no, uh, no, I, I you know yes. I, I do feel bad for. <laughs> For Liddell, I, I thought he played a solid game. I think that, you know, them, they did miss Kyle Young. Um, obviously, they miss him, his versatility, uh, his defense, his ability yep. to space the floor, too, as another shooter, because Jallo just is not the same offensive threat that, uh, you know, and Ohio State relies on offense. Let's be honest. Yep. They're not a great defensive team. They're, they're, they're a very good nope. offensive team. They're not a great defensive team. And regardless, they're not a team that's playing anymore in March. So, Another second Big Ten team out of nine to go down in their first round. Michigan State, of course, we saw lose to UCLA. Illinois advances they easily. Um, they're probably carrying the mantle. I think, you know, obviously Michigan and Iowa would be the other teams that you see could make a run. And and don't sleep on Purdue. I'm telling you, Purdue could surprise somebody. You just never know how freshmen are going to react in the big game. But Purdue, Matt Painter's really good, and, and I like their – like their young guys and then you know and then the other teams you know i know mike loves rutgers so he's got rutgers what winning yes. it all right so no uh but no he's got rutgers there and nope, advancing nope. and the one thing about it is rutgers and maryland i do like both their matchups i think they have a chance to win a game or two and, and win a game and then if you win a game as a 10 seed not you know 7 10 whatever you win a game it's a good tournament you know what i mean I and mean, that's yes. that's your advance around the 32 that'd be a good tournament for those guys and then you just take your shot because if Oral Roberts can beat Ohio State, you can win your game too. So that's the way you yes. got to look at it. To totally agree with you, and I kind of, I kind of feel you know that that the Rutgers team, you know, they could make it all the way to Illinois, and then that's that. But um, you know, it'll it'll take some doing. But you know, physically, those guys can play. Uh, it just depends on mentally which Rutgers team shows up, and that's part of the that's part of the beauty, I guess, of that team is trying to figure that out. Yeah, I actually, I, you know, you look at their pieces. I like their pieces. I mean, from Young to Baker to to uh, Ron Harper Jr. to the Miles Johnson in the middle. Yes. Got some pieces, man. They've they've got some yes. deep, but they they just haven't been as good of late as they, uh, you know, as they had been. So, 
anyway, well, the Atlanta get the win. That's the important thing. Uh, they win 78-49. We're excited. We're going to have a game on Sunday. Of course, in typical pandemic NCAA tournament mode, we don't know when the Illini will play on Sunday, and we don't know even where the Illini will play on Sunday yet. So we'll have that information hopefully by the end of the night tonight. Um, they should have that out there um, as to which game they're going to play, what channel it'll be on, and what venue it'll be held at. So that you can maybe go scalp a ticket if you want. Um, hopefully it won't be a Farmer's Field House. There'll be a few more tickets if you're outside of Farmer's Field House. So that's a pretty small venue. So yes. Um, what are you looking for? I mean, is there is how'd you feel today? Like just seeing Illinois back in the NCAA tournament after eight years, did it give you kind of a some goosebumps there? Yeah, it was exciting. I, I have to admit, um, you know, I go back to the old days. You know, when you would see Illinois in the in the tournament, and you know, we had games against teams like Wyoming. You know, um, late at night on a I think it was a Thursday night. Um, and it was such a cool thing to be in the NCAA tournament. And we got so spoiled over the course of the years. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like we're back to where we're supposed to be. And, you know, a lot of this goes to our original Illini Guys podcast when I said Io is my favorite Illini of all time because he was a prized recruit and a heavily uh, pursued recruit who came to Illinois when it wasn't cool to do so. And he said he was going to return Illinois they should be. And gosh darn, if he didn't do it. He has done it. Io has brought Illinois back to and, national um, problems. As we watch these games. Exactly. And as I watch these games, I keep, I can't help but think in the back of my mind, you know, five left now that, now that we've got it, you know, and, and I want to, I want to appreciate those games because you're not going to find a guy who has his talent and his willingness to work hard and then you wrap in some leadership skills and he's the, the, he has the ability to be the face of the program. And the last guy similar to that was D Brown and that was 16 years ago. So, um, you know, I, I really want to appreciate the last, the last five games as he takes them all the way to the title. So I've determined that's what I'm going to do on the way to the, to the Illinois winning their first national title. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I hope you're right because that would be fun. Then I, and I'll be like, and I, again, it would come back to one start of a line. I guys two, yes. Brad Underwood promised me he would win me a national title. So now that we have that out of the way, we know it's going to happen. And there we go. So I, I, I don't need to be nervous anymore. Get dubs. <laughs> I tell Five you what, more dubs. <laughs> I don't even know how I would act if Illinois <laughs> won a national title. I, I, I don't know that I know what to do. <laughs> I'd probably go to work and then have softball practice the next day. So. That'd yeah, be it. Exactly. But you know what? I'd be a happy camper all day long. So. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes, maybe for, sir. And for be... at least another year, I'd be happy because yeah. they'd be the champs for a year. So, all and right. I, I, certainly, I certainly will say that um, I want all the uh, Illini guys, uh, subscribers, and all the people who listen to Sturdy for 30 and I on the Illini, I have not shed a single tear for the loss of Tom Izzo and Michigan State. Just needed to get that news out there. I don't think a lot of people in the Big Ten have shed tears for Michigan State kind of nope. struggling and losing. So, so I don't think that's heartbreaking. So, <laughs> all right. Yes. But we have been happy because the Illini get the win. They're a one seed. They're advancing to the round of 32. And all you can do right now is survive and advance. We got to do it five more times, and Illinois can yep. win a national title. This is yes. uh, Brad Sturdy with Mike Cagley. Sturdy for 30. 
Thanks for listening.